This week, we're talking all things game development. Joining us today is Ariana Radowski, a software engineer with a super cool job. We'll be discussing what a career in game development is like, the skills needed to become a game developer, and advice for getting into game development. Let's get started. Welcome to the Ladybug Podcast. I'm Kelly. I'm Allie. And I'm Emma, and we're debugging the tech industry. AWS Amplify is a suite of tools and services that enables developers to build full-stack serverless and cloud-based web and mobile apps using their framework or technology of choice on the front end. Using Amplify, you can quickly get up and running with things like hosting, authentication, managed GraphQL, serverless functions, APIs, machine learning, chatbots, and storage for files like images, videos, and PDFs. Amplify is built especially in a way to enable traditionally front-end developers like myself to be successful because they can use their existing skill set to build real-world full-stack apps that in the past would require deep knowledge around back-end, DevOps, and scalable infrastructure. The Amplify console then allows you to use a GitHub repository to deploy a globally available CDN with CI and CD built in. To learn more, visit aws-amplify.github.io. So welcome, Ariana. We're super excited to have you today, especially because I personally know nothing about game dev, but it sounds really neat. Um, So could you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and your coding journey? Absolutely. Uh, Hello. Um, So I started coding... At this point, about five years ago, uh, this was a career change for me. Before I started developing, I was in vet med. I worked as a vet tech for a long time. I studied biology. My undergrad was in biology, but uh, I started taking an intro to coding course while I was working at an animal shelter, and I got addicted. Uh, For lack of better words, I got really into it. I really liked how early education in code development uses games as a way to teach, you know, small practices of code, and it kind of just stuck Um, I guess I haven't been like a gamer girl my entire life, but I really liked the development process and latched on very quickly. That's amazing. I also started in biology, which is funny because like, I was like, oh, I'm going to be a doctor. It's going to be great. And then I realized I was, I just was really bad at it, but also um, coding (laughs) is a lot of fun. It's funny how many people start in biology. Yeah. I like the pattern development. Um, pattern recognition in, in programming, it's great. My journey started in night courses, but soon I decided to enroll in grad school. That was my journey. Um, I thought it would be the quickest way to enter a new career quickly, and I already felt like I was a little behind the game. Um, and I loved my program. It was very fast-paced, intensive, and I think it set me up for uh, job prospects pretty well. That's awesome. Were your night courses? Was What kind of program was it? Java. Java was the first oh, language that I was learning. Mm-hmm. It was a certificate program. I ended up not completing the certificate because I wasn't enjoying the entire like scope of the process there. I wanted to dive into game development very quickly. And that's what I did. Um, it seems to me that game development has so many um, skill sets that are so specific to that industry that you don't see in other forms of technology sometimes. So I really wanted to make sure I was getting everything I could. Could you elaborate on this? Because I would love to know. I actually was going to ask you that question, so you let me right into it. I would say the number one thing that has been the biggest thing for me is graphics. Graphics engineering is very interesting. It's a lot of... So there's the aesthetic part of it. You want to make sure that everything is being placed correctly. You're layering it correctly, but it's also um, heavily, heavily optimized. So you need to have a good eye, but also you need to know that all of your memory is being used efficiently. You are not repeating you know, lists in your code, things like that. Oh, wow. That sounds really, really mathematical. Absolutely. Um, Data structures, things like that are a lot 
more fun to pick up when you're learning through games. It's a lot easier to worry about um, memory management of like game objects and sprites and pictures of bunnies or butterflies or little aliens instead of like I'm, you know, repeating uh, student code or something like that. What languages do you use most often for game, the game development? Sure. At work, I mostly use C Sharp. I know a lot of games are written in C Sharp. C++ is another one that I've been working with a lot. Um, most of my courses in in school were with C++, but really any sort of technology that can lend itself to an interactive environment, you can make a game out of. Um, Java is very commonly used. Minecraft is written in Java. That's my favorite example to use. Everyone knows Minecraft. But I mean, you can make uh, a game environment on a website, of course. Um, I know you can make a game with anything, really. <laughs> it's crazy what people will do. Awesome. What resources did you use to learn those languages? I'm so curious because I know a bajillion resources for learning like JavaScript or something like that, but I know nothing about learning C++. How did you learn that? I guess the first thing that got me started was an intro to making mods with Minecraft book that I bought at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> I read it on paper. It was crazy. Um, that was my first way of getting started, but really anything online will be a good resource for you. Can I ask a stupid question? Please. What are mods? Mods. So it's like altering yeah. oh, the Oh, modifications? Game. Yeah. Yeah. Oh mods. my God. You even use the like shortened words. Like I used a mod when I played The Sims. Like I was just always like make my Sims really rich. Sure. Is that like sure. the same? It's, it's like similar. the same thing. Are you talking about Rosebud? <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, my Dude. goodness. That's such a throwback. We are hardcore gamers. I can tell. Do I still play The Sims? Absolutely. Yes. It's, fine. Uh, it's more fun to control somebody else's life sometimes. So you started with the book and then... What online resources did you use? Was there a specific platform you found to be really useful? So I found, for me, the biggest way to learn was just to dive in and start making stuff. Um, I'm, I'm definitely a hands-on learner, and I started using a platform called Open Frameworks. I definitely have to shout out Open Frameworks. I really love it. Open source code. It's a toolkit, small game engine that you can use. Small game engine. It's hyper-powerful. It's wonderful. The online community is very, very good. Um, However, there are so many different game engines out there that I think the best thing that you can do is just dive in, start doing tutorials. Um, Unity has a lot of great tutorials for 2D and 3D games. The Unreal Engine is also jam-packed with all sorts of learning content online. Um, but if you want to start with more of like a software code-based introduction to game development, I would highly recommend starting with Open Frameworks. Shout out. And it's open source, too. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah, we're definitely going to link that in the show notes. So if you're interested, please check that out. Um, I'm, like, totally fascinated, and I have a zillion questions. So just <laughs> bear with me. Yeah. This, I'm still on the process here. So, like, what was the technical interview process like? Was it just simply, like, C++ coding challenges, or was there something that pertained specifically to game dev, too? So it is very much whiteboard. You know, you stand in front of a room of men, <laughs> with your marker and the whiteboard, and they're just launching questions at you. So any question that you would get in any other technical interview will definitely apply. But also things like 3D geometry, vector math. One of my questions, the company I work for right now does casino and lottery games. I work on slot games. And one of the questions was, design a slot game. How would you program this That's from so start cool. to finish? And I was like, I cannot believe that I did not prepare for a question like this, but let's do it. Um, so a question like that is a little bit less code based. You're drawing more like UML diagrams, things like that. It's fun. Yeah. 
I really like working on Slack games. Yeah. I was just going to say, you mentioned Slack games. You kind of passed over that real fast, but this is super <laughs> interesting. I want to know more. Do you get to go to the casinos in Vegas? Do you get to do user research sessions at casinos? Tell me more. That is not me. I'm more of the engineer. <laughs> However, I, I do like to look into that stuff. Um, you got to get into the player mindset when you're making these games. I I love that in my capacity, I am the engineer. I collaborate with everyone. I put it all together. But the team that I'm working on is a team of designers, mathematicians, very specifically mathematicians who are making like slot math. It's very fun gambling. Um, uh, we've got. I was artists. just going to ask, like, do you use the machines? Like, when you, like, have you ever gone to a casino and you like you sit at a slot machine? And you're like, yeah, I built this. They're like, yeah, I know how this works. Like, do you? Know, well, let me. I'm going to ask you a really weird yeah. question, but like, do you know how to cheat the system? Like, I guess slots. There's nothing to it, but like in terms of algorithms, like, do you crazy. Understand? No one's ever asked me if I know how to cheat the system before. Can you tell us your secrets? Like, no, no secrets. I I've looked through a lot of the code and no, there are no secret hacks. <laughs> no Easter eggs. <laughs> um, <laughs> I wish if, if I knew them, I would not be working anymore. I would be running away rich somewhere. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, if I had secrets, uh, also, I wouldn't be sharing them here. I'd keep them for myself. Um, and tell us, of but course, no, and, and I know very specifically that there are no secret hacks or cheats or anything because these games are so thoroughly tested. Um, we have in, in our small engineering group, we have um, like in-team engineers, there's that process, then it goes over to uh, full QA engineers, and then after that, it goes to laboratory testing. So it gets tested by the government. Oh, wow. Wow. Because think these these games need to pay out exactly how they're supposed to. They're set at, you know, this game will pay out 86% if you configure with this setting, or 96%, somewhere around there, and they have to do that. That's wild. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we keep talking about the mathematical side of all this programming, and I'm so interested because self-teaching programming is one thing. Did you self-teach the mathematical side of this as well, or did you learn all that in school? So that is more of like an applied thing um, that is given to me from the mathematicians. They decide how the game will run. Um, the patterns and the features are all designed by the mathematicians. We get just a little text document, and it, it's up to the engineers to make sure that the game follows that logic, I guess. It's almost like it's more of a logic thing than math thing on my side of it. Um, I'm given the numbers and I make sure that they crunch together correctly and put out the right numbers. And we have math testers specifically who are making sure that it's paying out exactly what it should be paying out. I had not worked or played with slot games before starting this career path. And man, I'm, a, I'm seriously obsessed right now. They're, that's like their goal, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> 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 They're not designed with um, addiction in mind, though. Certainly not. It's just fun. No, yeah. yeah, it's a different style of gaming. Well, I mean, when you think about it, too, like social media applications are also slot machine type like they, they're just as addictive. There are so many video yeah. games out there that you are gambling on, but you're not getting anything back. I mean, loot boxes, things like that. So many people invest so much money in games. It's nice to win something back once in a while. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I want I want to know more about like you had mentioned 2D and 3D games. Like what's the difference when you're building them out? Which one do you prefer? Uh, <laughs> just give us all the dirt. Math. <laughs> Math is the big one. <laughs> uh, I So I'm an engineer. I don't have the art skills really to do any 3D modeling, um, create things like that. So anything I'm working with is pretty much temporary art unless I have an artist with me. So like I'm talking side projects as well. Uh, I personally love 
2D games. I just think they're fun. I think it, it, it's a fun way to approach art. 3D games are also very fun, but the math is a little bit more intensive because you're you've got a whole extra dimension to worry about, you know? Shout out again to Open Frameworks for being able to handle both of those things. Uh, when you think about 2D uh, game development, it is actually 3D. Um, it's just that you are looking at it with an orthographic perspective, so you're only looking in one direction. So if you can think of like a mm, like Paper Mario, if you were to flip it on its side, you would be able to see it in a three-dimensional space. I just have, I'm like processing all this information because <laughs> this is like an area I'd never even thought about. And I have so many questions. I just don't know where to start. I guess like, what's the most fun game you've ever made? Oh, wait, but you work on mm. slot machines. I do. And for mm. purposes of non-disclosure, I can't really share too much about them. Um, hmm. I guess you're no just going to have to drive though. to the casino. <laughs> <laughs> um, the most fun game I've ever made. I'm going to, okay, this is going to be silly, but it, it's a school project and it's not one that I designed. We recreated Space Invaders at school. Um, and that was, God, how I learned all of my design patterns, probably. Um, so the sprites would move across the stage or the, the scene little marching sprites, and then you shoot them, and then they disappear. But I would say the development process was the most fun part of it. Playing it, it it, it's, it plays like Space Invaders, but um, I don't know. That's the thing about video game development. I enjoy the process of making the game. I love the game loop. I think it's really elegant code. And then when you once finally get to play it, it's like, all right, that was fun. Let's move on to the next thing. That's super fun. That reminds me of like when I was in school. And well, we did two things. So it was with Java again. Um, I've just tried to push this out of my mind because I hate Java. Um, it's fine. Um, and we had to recreate Ticket to Ride. <laughs> and if you've ever played that game, it's fun uh, until you have to build it in code as like a college sophomore. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, so that was like my first game dev. I put it in air quotes because um, I wouldn't even I, – I, I did it terribly. Um, and then the second one was – I think it was like for a data structures class and I had to recreate basically like a tic-tac-toe kind of game, I guess, but I made it Star Wars themed. And so all the little like the little squares were Death Stars and then you had like Darth Vader heads versus like Yoda or something. And they had like lightsaber noises. It was really fun. That so is that was so like, fun. That was like my first real attempt at a game. So. Well, I like that you took a game structure that everyone knows and loves and you basically just applied new art to it. Uh, you cloned a game. That's beautiful. Right now I'm working on a little pinball game. Uh, and I, like I said, I'm not an artist. I don't have the sprites for it. So I just went online. I went to Instagram's page. I stole all of their art. And now I have this little pinball game that when you hit the bumper, it's like an Instagram like like heart that pops up. I've got little pinball noises. Oh. I'm going to work on that, flesh it out a little more. It won't be shipped. It's not going anywhere. It's just going to sit on my computer. But it's these little development practices that are really fun for me. Yeah, and a little bit of advice for the listeners. So even if you're not interested in going into game development, recreating games is a really difficult challenge that makes you use a lot of the things that you don't normally use in web development, like the data structures, algorithms. All of that fits really nicely into building games. So if you're looking something to practice your skills on, I always recommend building games because they're so much more challenging than a standard website usually. So Tremendous little- advice. Yeah, and so good on your portfolio to. Um, during all my interviews, they're going to want to see that you're able to make a game from beginning to end. They don't care what the game is. They don't care about your cool idea for a cool storyline. As the engineer, you're not here to design the game. You're here to execute. So if you can recreate Space Invaders, boom, you did it. If you can recreate a tic-tac-toe environment, 
that's something to show. And you certainly should have something like that on your portfolio going in. That's a great, a great like piece of advice for anyone. Like if you like your job is not to focus, like you said, on the design of things. So mm-hmm. recreate something that's already existing and maybe put a personal flair on it to like you know, change the theme up. Um, But I feel like with game dev, there's so many things that we don't even think about in web dev, for example. So like needing sound, sound files, um, or like, I don't know, what would you say like motion graphics or like graphics in general, like things need to be moving. Sure. Animation. You can almost compare it to filmmaking in some ways. Well, I was going to do that. And I didn't know if that was like naive of me to say out loud. But I was curious if like some of your skills could transfer into filmmaking at some point. Certainly. Maybe not as a software engineer, but maybe like how would that transfer? So that's a great question. These skills have given me the opportunity to work on so many different projects. I play around with audiovisual effects a lot, um, visual effects for music shows, things like that. And it's pretty much a game environment. Um, I like it to respond real time with the music. Real time is a keyword we use a lot. Basically, it's saying so much math is happening every single frame. You know, (laughs) the skills really transfer everywhere. It's amazing. So if I don't want to stay in game development forever, I think I'll certainly have something to do. I mean, we talk about performance and optimization. We we have another episode on like algorithms and data structures but i have to imagine in game dev like you really got to understand performance and how that like with all that heavy like computation that you're doing Mm -hmm. that must have some terrible implications on your on your runtime if it's not optimized Mm -hmm. yeah if it's not running 60 fps i mean why even bother (laughs) is is the mindset (laughs) you i mean there's so much matrix multiplication (laughs) happening every second of the game that it's almost ruined video games for me if i pick up my xbox controller and i start playing red dead redemption i have to put it down because i'm like there's just so much math happening right now and i'm just thinking too hard about it yeah it's like when we visit websites were overly critical of like oh my gosh like i hate the animation on this or like there are console errors and yeah. you probably play like all these games like, do you what games do you enjoy playing and do you always criticize them i like the sims <laughs> <laughs> i love doesn't? the sims um no i pretty much pick up one game and i'll play that for six years and not touch anything else lately it's been red dead redemption because i just like to ride horses around the countryside and look at birds um, so that's a very calming game for me. I'm very confused because the name sounds really like violent. It is a you... violent game. Yeah, I, I play oh, it my own oh. way. <laughs> I, I was just like in my the premise of like riding horses. It's basically like Barbie horse adventure. <laughs> Amazing. With, with guns if you want it, but I don't play that way. <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody who's interested in transitioning into game development? Advice for someone getting interested in game development would absolutely be to jump right in, but also not to limit yourself when it comes to education. Um, I don't recommend going to school for everyone. Um, However, I really loved it. Uh, I went into school having some experience already making little things, but also I really needed the guidance. Um, It was really nice having peers and colleagues uh, who had already been in the game industry who had some insight into the skills that I should be picking up, things to maybe leave behind. Um, I thought for a little while I wanted to do game development, but also full stack development. So I was trying to juggle all these different things. I was trying to learn web development. And I think it was really nice to focus in on my optimization, um, focus in on data structures, things like that. However, this applies everywhere. Um, But my biggest advice to someone 
learning more about game development is just make a game. Figure out what worked, what didn't work, what did you need to learn about, and learn more about that. I must, maybe I missed this, but you have a master's degree. Is your master's in game dev? That's correct. Yeah. It's, uh, and what, what was your bachelor's in? <laughs> Integrative biology. Okay. The so, overlap is well, minimal. No, I, I think that's super interesting to hear because you get a lot of people who want to switch into programming and they're tentative about it because maybe they don't have like a bachelor's in the related field. Um, and this is genuinely living proof that you don't need one. Sure. Um, while, yeah, I'm sure your master's degree definitely helped. And I'm not so sure because I haven't actually checked this out. I can't imagine that there's as much information online for game development specifically. Maybe there is. Maybe there's a whole niche area of that I haven't seen as web dev because web dev is one that's super easy to, to find something like if I Googled, like, learn game dev, um, how, are there free resources for learning? Um, I would say yes. I, I tended to go through textbooks a lot. Uh, that happens mm, to be okay. one of, you should see my office. It's just like a stack of textbooks that I've read half of, and then they're all dog-eared post-it notes in them. The thing about game development is you're learning gameplay, learning how to make a game, like if you complete this mission, go on to this, a bunch of if-else checks, things like that. But also game engine development is something that's very, very important. You have to make sure that we've talked about optimization a lot. Um, your graphics engine is running to the best of its ability. So if you have excessive gameplay, your engine can handle that. It sounds like you really have to love math to get into this field. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, math, math and logic, for sure. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel day to day, I use a lot of my logical math skills, but not so much like my what I would denote is like calculus or other types of what would you call that? Like hard math versus like logic math? I'm not sure. I like to compare it sometimes to Sudoku. If y'all mm -hmm. ever play Sudoku, there are nine numbers, but those numbers mean nothing. They could be symbols, shapes, anything at all. But it's the arrangement and the logic and placement that is very interesting and the most important. I can't say that I'm crunching hard numbers in my brain every single day. I pull up a calculator to do very simple addition. It's very embarrassing. I hide I do it that from my well. coworkers. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, give me an automata. Like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do that one. But I can't add, like, every time I add, like, seven to any other number, I'm like, what, what is Seven's a pretty tough number. It's right in the middle. It's, it it's is not a hard fair. Number. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like I'm whipping out these algorithms, um, you know, just putting variables in place of numbers. It's just like Sudoku. And it, the algorithm gets very long and interesting. Um, but it is math at the very bottom of it. <laughs> well, for, I just want to say, like, I loved your analogy because uh, I found that to be super relatable. I never thought about that construct of like using Sudoku as a template for analogies of it doesn't really matter what the numbers are. They're, they're essentially meaningless. It's, it's what goes in the boxes. Mm -hmm. I play a lot that, of Sudoku. Was like, <laughs> I was going to say that's like mind blowing for me to hear. So it seems like math is or at least liking math is something you're going to want to already have. You, you're going to want to love that if you're going to get sure. into this field. It's going to be not necessarily you're a requirement. I feel like right. there are ways to get around it. Yeah. Um, however, there were a lot of 3D geometry courses in my time that were so hard. But I was using calculators dur during it. It was it was more of a, a logic leap. You have to make sure that if you're adding these two vectors, it's giving you what you actually want. I don't want to see that you can add the two vectors. That's great. Anyone could do that. But like, why did you do that? Is that the number that you wanted? Is that the angle that you wanted? Or is it just an arbitrary thing? Do you think storytelling plays into your role at all? Or is that all up to the designers? 
it's it it's not my role, but man, is it something that I love and appreciate about game development and the game industry so much. I think it's such an interesting interesting um, medium to tell a story. Uh, it's an art form. It really is, and it, I'm so lucky to be a part of it. Uh, I like that I can work with artists and put their ideas into motion, make it happen. I guess my other like question about the process is, what does your typical handoff look like? Because there's so much more than just like a, a design mock-up that they can give you. Like, how do they tell the story to you? How do they tell you what logic you need to implement? There are a lot of iterations, a lot of going back and forth. The Slack channel's popping off nonstop, you know. Um, but we uh, will work with temporary art until art gets refined. We'll work with temporary music. Um, <laughs> in the office, we if the engineers are waiting for an artist to deliver something, we will make temp art in its place. And that usually speeds along the process because nobody likes to... We have uh, EGMs, big machines, just sitting and waiting to be tested upon. So if we throw a game up on the machine with programmer art so like a microsoft paint picture of a dragon things like that that's kind of the joke (laughs) around the office um that speeds up the process quite a bit but the handoff process it's not just one moment it's back and forth until the final moment of shipment and at that point it's been so heavily tested that no more iterations are needed awesome well i feel like i've learned a ton about game development over the course of this I'm so interview. Glad. Yeah, this has been really, really cool. So Ari, where can we find you on the internet? I'm on Twitter as Ariana Radowski and uh, Instagram as well. I like to share little images and videos of stuff that I'm jamming on. Um, that's A-R-I-A-N-N-A-R-U-D-A-W-S-K-I, my Eastern European name. <laughs> throwing people Amazing. for a loop that's awesome yeah we'll definitely link our ariana's accounts down in the show notes as well this has been one of the most fascinating interviews i've ever been in i'm like <laughs> i'm sitting here thinking like i wonder if like the sims team is hiring <laughs> i don't think i can you imagine like working on the sims as your day job like you just oh get to, like, i think about the, it like, all the time like if they needed any testers I'm available. I was going to say, do the testers just get to play the games all day? Truly. But then it's not <gasps> fun anymore. You're just playing the same part of the game over and over looking for a bug. It kind of kills it for you. I, at this point in my life, I'm kind of like, all right, game dev tester. Ga- wait, yeah, game tester. Game tester? Mm-hmm. Also, be think about like board game testers. That must be a fun job, too. I'm going on a tangent. At, no, absolutely. And these are really, if you're a developer and you don't see yourself working in a career path like I am, like actually making the games, QA is so, so important and very fun. And you need just as much understanding of logic and math. Um, <laughs> it's a love-hate relationship with my testers because they're trying to break my code, you know, but uh yeah, it's necessary and fun. That's awesome. They're like, why is this dragon breathing water? I don't understand. Yeah, Ariana, like Ariana, what did you do to this? Um, <laughs> exactly. So, no, this this has been super fascinating. Um, I want to just kind of wrap things up here with some shout outs to like cool things or cool people or, you know, whatever you want to shout out. This is your time. I'm going to turn it over to you, Ariana, first. Is there someone or something like you just want to give a shout out to? I want to give a shout out to I'm not going to name names, but all my professors from school. This conversation has kind of brought to light like how uh, critically important they were to me. It's nice talking to someone with the industry experience that you're trying to get yourself. Shout out my professors. What program did you go to? 
I went to DePaul. I got, um, I was in the CDM building and I got a master's in computer game development. Very intensive. I highly recommend it to anyone interested in game development, specifically game engine development. It was a great intensive program. That's awesome. Allie, what about you? Who is your shout out for? I'm going to shout out Hasura. So Hasura is this really awesome um, GraphQL real-time engine for building quick things. And I have been building backends with it for software in so short amounts of time and it's very cool so shout out to Hasura. they had representation in our graphql episode i believe as well so yes. if you're interested in learning more go check them out on Definitely. season one go listen to that my shout out is to scott i can't pronounce your last name i'm gonna just totally destroy it so i'm just gonna say scott from level up tuts he has an incredible platform for tutorials i've been binging like all of them including react spring and um, most recently his styled components course so shout out to scott we'll also link him in the show notes as well but if you like this episode, please tweet about it. We are going to select one tweeter to win a Smashing Magazine book each week. Um, so if you're interested in winning a Smashing Magazine book, which you should be excited about that because they are awesome, tweet about it. And we post new podcasts every Monday. So make sure to subscribe to be notified and leave us a review. See you next week.